0: Buddy. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Podcast. That's the Lifestyle Business Podcast. We believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Today, I am joined by my captain, my co-host, a man who's wearing a toque, a man who puts the business into lifestyle business. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, I'll give you a simple way to get the cheapest focus group on any question you have. You get hundreds of people. In your focus group immediately, and away you can have your very own beautiful, effective blog live in five seconds. Wow, that's fast. That's fast, and it's true. I'm not even
1: jerking your chain. What's the news for today, Ian? Next Sunday evening, February twentieth at seven fifteen p.m., we are on Ustream. Check us out. We're going to be doing the Lifestyle Business Podcast live on Ustream.
0: Yeah, last time we had 50 people show up. We'll send out some emails, so get on our mailing list, get on our Twitter, follow us any way you can, and we will send you reminders. Tonight, Ian and I did a really interesting exercise on our big, fat whiteboard that spanned the entire wall. We decided, and this was Ian's bidding, this is the kind of things that Ian brings into this business. He said, what's the most epic stuff that we've done in the last three years, the moments that changed everything this is an interesting exercise for anybody to do and it was cool because we we even argued and we distilled down like what were the key things that we did that had made all the difference and then we sort of asked ourselves going forward what are going to be the things that we're going to do in the future that are going to be epic nothing that we did was all that epic it wasn't unprecedented it wasn't out of the blue it wasn't an overnight success these are all things that we had been working to and then we made that key critical decision like when we decided to buy out
1: our third partner but we had been working towards that for three years. The cool thing about this, for me at least, was that we looked at three years and there was maybe only five or six things on the whiteboard from these last three years. Right. What are we doing all this time in between these epic things? (laughs) Well, we're getting charged up to do the next epic thing or we're working on getting epic things wrapped up from before, whatever. But it was uh, pretty awesome to see because... The exercise for us was about thinking what's the next epic thing that we're going to do this year.
0: Speaking of epic things, the Tropical MBA is going to be announced on Tuesday. That's probably actually the day that you're listening to this. If you download it immediately from iTunes, we're going to have an offer up there. They're going to get a chance to meet us in Bali and we're going to pay their way to travel the world, man. If you don't know about the Tropical MBA program, go to the tropicalmba.com Check it out. I've been feeling this great sense of flow lately. One of the reasons that I really really was pushing to buy out our third partner was that I was feeling a lack of congruence in my life. I had to split my attention and best energy across a broad range of concerns. This is very very common for entrepreneurs. You have to sacrifice in other words, having just me and you have 100% control over our organization has given me this unprecedented sense of flow and congruence in my life. And I feel like we've been working our bums off for three years to get to this point. And I've just been so happy and so productive and it's just been an absolute blast. The listeners know now that 100% of our creative energies get poured into this business. We've got no side businesses. That means if I go off and cut a real estate deal tomorrow, that's part of what we're doing here. And that's a short-term deal. That's something that's necessary for us to get our best creative energy here as we start to try to scale this little business we've got going on. And I just got to say, it makes me feel so energized every day. It's been tons of fun. One other thing that makes me think of this is idea of the workaholic. People playfully toss this term around. I just want to say, I think that that's harmful. This term in general is harmful. I'm telling you right now, I am working all day long and I've never been happier. And it's because my work is in line with exactly what it is I wanna do. They're one and the same. That is a level of congruence that I have been inspiring to and I will continue to pursue. Effective, successful business people, they are working all the time and they love it.
1: Your thoughts are very directed towards your work and you're very focused on working toward goals. Everything you think about, everything you do is toward your goals. I think it's really important to be totally focused.
0: I know that I could make more money In the short term, if I went off and designed more hard goods or if I went and cut contracting deals, I know it. I know I could make us more money, but it doesn't matter because I know exactly what it is I want to do. I want to talk with the listeners. I want to do the podcast. I want to strategically think about the organization of our business. I want to set up a villa in Bali. That's the stuff I'm going to do.
1: I'll tell you what, buddy. I'm on my last pair of socks, so I know what I should be doing. And it's laundry, not work. Got a couple shouts this episode. Big shout to Doug Fath. Thanks for
0: emailing us the bookkeeping information. We really appreciate that. Shout to David from Greenback Tax Services. Uh, Interesting little IRS tip, Ian, We're going to be talking a lot about taxes here on the program. A lot. We
1: got a lot of learning to do, so I'm really happy that. David is helping us out with this.
0: Yeah, and we're going to catch up with David in Bali. He currently lives in Bali, running a nice little lifestyle business out of Bali. Just wants to let us know if you have $10,000 in a bank account as a U.S. citizen outside of the U.S., you have to report that to the IRS. The IRS, you know, traditionally had this policy where they could basically come arrest you, but they were a little unclear about it if you didn't declare that. So they're basically offering an amnesty period for anybody who does have that amount of money outside of the U.S. So something to look into if you have
1: further questions about that. I'm sure David would be happy to hear your are Thanks, David. Our accountant let us know that if you're sending wires to foreign countries over five, ten thousand dollars dollars I think in a year, the IRS knows about those. So don't be sending wires all around the world not thinking that the IRS doesn't know about it. This is news to me.
0: Yeah, the IRS just is absolutely comprehensive is my new euphemistic term for what's going on with them. Joe Rooks, thank you for transcribing episode number 53. If you're interested in seeing Ian and I look more idiotic than we generally do, go read the transcript thanks joe rook thanks for the great focus buster tip you gave us earlier yeah we'll link you again to the focus buster pomodoro enabler app for the mac OS platform. Also, great tip from John from Maverick Media. You have to go to the blog post on this episode, that's episode number 54, and read our blog before you hire a video production company to do your video. We've got an incredible quick tip from John from Maverick Media, but it's way too long to discuss here, so go check it out if you're interested in getting professional video production. Got a few quick questions from the audience, Ian. First, Damien asks, what soft phone, CRM, inventory, dispatch, and shipping software to use? Now, we talk a lot about these different software platforms. Essentially, let's just run it down. What do we use for CRM right now?
1: For CRM right now, we use rise. For inventory, we use QuickBooks, just counting inventory physically. Ooh. For dispatch and shipping, we use Google Docs. We coordinate with our warehouse that way. And we call in BOLs. Right. For soft phone, we use Skype. And we use Grasshopper for our main lines into our business.
0: Tons of options here, Damien. You could add on Peachtree to improve your inventory and kidding and all this kind of stuff. In general, is there a solution that ties all three together? Yeah, at the higher end, like Math 90 or whatever. They're expensive. They're too heavy for a small organization. In general, I think these kinds of solutions are overrated. Ian has the best solution in the world for this. You came up with one earlier. What is that? What did you call that software platform?
1: An employee. Hire somebody
0: to do the work. That's the best thing. John from Las Vegas writes, how do I know, guys, when to give up on my startup? Well, John, I got an idea about this. Steve and I are... uh, What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) Ian and I went to go watch Steve Blank the other night talk. And if you don't know who Steve Blank is, you definitely got to go check him out. We'll link see up to his blog. Absolute mensch when it comes to startup type stuff. John, what he says is that the absolute purpose of a startup is to fail. He's talking about the initial levels when you're trying to figure out whether you can even get funding for an idea.
1: And he talked about businesses that had been in business for 11 years, two years in startup phase, nine years in failure.
0: Yeah, here's the idea, John. If you've reached a failure, that's a great thing. You've learned something about the market. You've got to iterate. You've got to pivot. That's exactly what your role is as a founder in a startup. Identify failure, to learn something from it, and then to relaunch under a new thing. Look, if you failed, John, That's good news, that's your role, to exist in the chaos and to try to make better judgments about how to go at it next time. And if you feel like that's crazy, I think you're right, man. Wanting to start a business is borderline crazy. If you're crazy like Ian and I, you'll probably stick around to the meat and potatoes. So thanks for writing in, John. Today, we're going to talk about seven ways you can make cash money by location independence. That's right. You and your laptop can be a multinational corporation. And this is new, Ian. I want to develop a way to talk about this. If I were to come to you 10 years ago and say, you have a business that makes less than a million dollars a year. You have less than 10 employees. And this is hypothetical organization out there in the world. But you are a multinational corporation you have a team in three different countries and you're taking advantage of everything that comes along with that including the labor rates. This kind of thing in the past was only available to rich dudes and huge corporations. And now all of a sudden, you've got these small agile corporations. And I know because we're on the phone with them every day. There needs to be a new term for this. So I just want to put it out to the audience. How do we talk about these organizations, podcast listeners, the kinds of organizations that might have two, three employees, but they're in different countries and they're moving money around between those countries and they're hiring outsourced teams in those countries. This is just an incredible way to do business. And I think it's emerging in terms of its popularity. Everybody's like, look, I want to be able to work from anywhere. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and." and go play tennis. I want to be able to go visit my family a couple states over. And that's totally cool. But what I've been noticing and what I've been basing my location independence on is the ways in which our location can be relevant to what we're doing. I mean, I asked you the other day, where do you want to go on vacation, Ian? We could go anywhere. What do you want to do? And you were like, well, what can we do that would make sense for the business?
1: That's what we always talk about. Every time we talk about going on vacation, we're like, where can we go do some business?
0: Yeah. Well, it gets so exciting. You have the freedom to go to these places and then tack real opportunities on your business. Like, I don't think that this is trendy. I don't think this is a flash in the pan. This is an incredible opportunity. Here's the thing. As the cost of relocating your business trend towards zero, we could up and move our business to the next state over and it would cost us next to nothing. This is new. As that trend continues, trends towards zero. Where you locate your business becomes of incredible significance. Ten years from now, five years from now, if you don't take advantage of this kind of location independence, you could be losing out to your competitors who are taking advantage. Of it. One of the big reasons we're interested interested in taxes. Everybody knows that we're just totally clueless when it comes to taxes. Let's get started, Ian. I want to talk about today seven ways that being location independent can really impact your business in a big way. First, you could earn potentially an extra 40k in personal income. And I know David from Greenback Tax Service is going to have some sort of byline to put on this. This is sort of obvious for people that don't live in the United States. But for those of us who do, and we have to send our birth certificate, we have to send our videos of our every movements into the IRS, we've got this special income tax exemption. If you can stay out of the country for all but 30 days out of the year, and you can prove your foreign residence there, and there's a list of things that we'll link to on the blog, you can get your first 91 $1,000 or thereabouts every year tax free, that could mean up to $40,000 in extra earned income with a business with, say, your net margins are 10%. Depending on where you are in the company, in terms of your ownership, that's like $250,000 in sales. Right. It's incredible. It's a huge opportunity to save on your first $91,000 tax-free in income. That's one way you could benefit by locating yourself outside of the United States. Second way you could benefit is personal sustainability. And this is one I like to talk about a lot. This issue is so overlooked looked. A lot of people scoff at this. They think it's sort of unmanly or uncool to base your business on what you want for your lifestyle. I hear so many haters, so many people looking down their nose at this idea like, ha, why would I want to base my business on what I want? Well, I think that there's an actual business significance to it. And here's what it is. People can talk all day long about what they think about process outsourcing and automation and all these buzz terms. And that's cool. But the bottom line is you are probably the most important thing in your business. And if you're not happy, and if you're not pumped up in jazz, you're not giving the best energy to your business. Most businesses that I see that are under 20 million bucks are the representation of their owners and their attitudes and their beliefs and their thoughts and their values. And if you're bummed out, paying your dues, you're sitting in your office, you're not happy about it, you're not gonna give your best energy to your business. So by what I did was I took off, I went to Asia and I was pumped, I was stoked, I was engaged. And I felt like I brought that value back to the business because I was leveraging my own personal passion.
1: Yeah, buddy, you did. As a previous martyr, I can really identify with this. I learned martyrship from many other entrepreneurs entrepreneurs that feel like they need to hang around the office all day or they feel like they need to be kind of over the shoulders of their employees constantly. If that makes you happy, then go for it. But if that's not really leading to your happiness or it's not sustainable for you get the heck out of there.
0: Yeah, Number three of course you can set up your corporations in tax free countries. This takes some time so you really got to be location independent. You can't just like pop off to Philippines for the weekend and set up a corporation or pop off to Malaysia. We're going to link see up to Ian Borders' ebook about Dubon. I don't know how to pronounce it. Some crazy island out in Malaysia. You got to check it out. Everybody's talking about this place. I trust Ian Borders because I've been on the horn with this guy. The guy's smart for show. So you definitely got to check that out. Here's the thing. Setting up offshore corporations is something that is previously the domain of the rich, the wealthy, the multinational. Now you, my friend, in your laptop can be a multinational. It's an exciting opportunity. There are real benefits to corporations overseas. We're going to talk a lot more about that, but I want to talk about the next one. I want to talk about number four. All your travel is 35% cheap. And the sunglasses on your head right now. Oh, yeah. I knew the sunglasses is a new business. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. So you're talking about 35%. If you love to travel, like we love to travel. If you can find a significance, well, we got to go to Japan because we got to source the product or whatever. Keep a paper trail. Keep it legit. That is a 35% savings on your travel. It's incredible. One thing
1: I want to talk about that Dan is really bad about is keeping receipts and paying with a credit card. It's really important to let everybody know that you're spending cash for the last two years. Cash money, baby. Please play with a credit card when you go overseas. It does cost a few percentage points more, but you will have that paper trail and it will be between 30 and 35% cheaper. Please play with a credit card. Thank
0: you. We're moving on to number five. Insource your talent. Why are not people copying the tropical MBA model? Maybe that's a bit big-headed of us to think people should be copying us there are a few examples of other corporations in sourcing here's the idea create a remarkable business with exciting places to work with interesting things going on with travel opportunities travel is like the number one passion that people have outside of weight loss or whatever if you can tap into that you can pay people in experiences and not pay them in cash you're going to need that cash to grow your business that's why you went to number six which is to outsource. So you went to go outsource, right? Because you know that you can go hire incredible Filipinos at 350 bucks a month. Well, while you're doing all that, why not insource somebody to come on that hiring trip with you? I used to surf Craigslist at night, Ian, looking for a job like this. I just wanted an entrepreneur who was doing something fascinating, who was going on an adventure, who needed someone that was young and willing to learn and willing to work hard to help them out, I would have worked for free. And if you can offer them just enough money to pay for their living expenses, you've got a full-time person who will jump under a bus to work for you for something that you can afford. And it's incredible because you can have people working for you years, absolutely years before you could afford it if you were just going to sit at home and wait to be able to afford that 35 Five thousand dollar a year plus health insurance plus everything else that that costs outsourcing and insourcing is something you can only do if you take advantage of arbitrage and that's going to mean you're going to have to go on a plane flight that's longer than three hours
1: i think we should franchise the tropical mba i don't know what you think about that
0: i'll give away subdomains for free if you want to be me.tropicalmba.com <laughs> the final thing ian Cash runway. If you're a developer, if you're a marketer, if you've got a great idea for a business startup, I believe if you're scrappy, and you're an entrepreneur, so of course you're scrappy, you can live in Southeast Asia in relative luxury for about $1,000 a month.
1: Hey, you can live in Southern California, San Diego for about $1,200 a month. That's absolutely True, by the way. I'm talking about relative luxury, baby.
0: You know how I roll. You want to make it fun, man. You take advantage of all this insourcing and outsourcing stuff. And this is an interesting topic that comes up. I spend about as much money overseas as I do here. Everybody always asks me, oh, I bet you're saving a lot of money over there. And my response is always like, eh, awkward. You know, it's like, no, not at all. Right. So, you know, you can. But if you in that startup mode, you're right. You could potentially, if you're by yourself. But if you want to have other people come with you, do insourcing, outsourcing, you can get an incredible startup off the ground in Southeast Asia, I would say at 10% of the cost of what you'd have to do it here. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Depending
0: on what you're doing. Of course, you can't do like, you're not going to compete with Facebook over there probably when you're starting. But if you want to launch an internet marketing business or you want to do a little web application, for sure, man, you could absolutely do this. You could take advantage of this fun tropical environment, get people over there, extraordinarily low cost for an entrepreneur, cash runway is your freedom, and that's the seventh reason why we believe we need a new word to talk about sorts of businesses
1: that many of us listening and performing this podcast have. I think we might be able to come up with that new word in our quick tips.
0: Oh, let's move on to the quick tips, tricks,
1: and or we're not going to tell a funny joke section.
0: Let's be honest. You've got a quick tip for us that we heard on our mastermind call tonight, yeah?
1: Yeah, this is pretty cool. It's called the Mechanical Turk, and I believe it's by Amazon.
0: We haven't done this yet, by the way. David, one of the guys on our mastermind call tonight, he's a really smart entrepreneur out of Chicago. This guy, he uses this Mechanical Turk all the time to a really clever way.
1: Yeah, he uses the Mechanical Turk to basically split test things and also to come up with focus groups. I mean, anything that you need, a keyword tool.
0: Keyword research. So, for example, this is what was really clever. He takes a picture of a product that's in one of his e-commerce stores, puts it up on Mechanical Turk. And what you do is you pay people five cents to take an action. I would put like a picture of a keyboard mouse, say up on Mechanical Turk, and I'd say I need a hundred people to come take this action. And the action is look at the picture and then tell me what it is. And this is a keyword research tool.
1: This is huge because how many hours have we spent on the keyword tool and also in Google trying to figure out what people call things?
0: Daydreaming about it. Just like pulling it out of orifices unseen. This is a real scientific way that you can test the market. Absolutely brilliant. Here's another way. Survey. He had an example in the phone call tonight where he put up a logo of one of his companies and he said, what do you think this company delivers? And he had like three different logos or something. Determined under $10 what the market perception of his branding was. Absolutely
1: brilliant. does cost money but it's very low cost I believe it's like five cents for some of these services. for it. action or something yeah
0: it's kind of cool go check it out go play around on there you can do some pretty interesting things with this I'm very excited to experiment with this if you experiment with this share it with us. I'm interested to see what you come up with. One quick tip. Anybody that follows me on Twitter, I've done a couple things with a service called Posterous. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it but I want to share with you its capabilities really quick and why you might want to look into it. Right now you can set up a good-looking blog in five seconds and here's how you do it. Log into your email account and send an email to post at That will then respond to you with a link to the blog that was just created with the content that was in your email. Wow! If you have a link to YouTube in that email, it'll automatically put that video up on the thing. Now, if you go and log into that blog, because you own it, you can change the URL. You can change the design, make it look beautiful. It's automatically got social media tabs enabled. You can put links and like your bio on the side of it really quick. It's the absolute quickest way to set up a professional-looking blog, and you can also put it under one of the URLs that you own. This is an excellent way to set up a place to send your followers on Twitter or whatever to see stuff that you don't want to put on your core blog, or if you just want to set up something for a quick little project. Posttrus absolutely incredible. Hey, entrepreneur, don't start a blog. Start a <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Best 25 minutes of the week. Absolutely stoked. We got so many fun things to do. Of course, we're going to play you out with the Muzak that Ian and I created in GarageBand. Because what happens if the NBC show wants to feature this stuff, man? We can't give them some copyrighted music material. All right, guys. Have a great week. We hope our cheesy Muzak will inspire you to make a cold call. Booga. Hey everybody, thanks for listening, don't be shy, we've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcasting.com Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.